Don't believe in yourself. Yaakov's interpersonal skepticism. Yaakov flees his home to escape the wrath of Esav. He heads toward Haran to begin a new stage in his life. Hashem appears to him in a dream and tells him, V'hine anochi imach, u'shmarticha b'chol asher telech, v'hashivoticha el ha'adama hazot, ki lo'ezovcha, ad asher imasiti, et asher dibarti lach. So this is from Breshit Chavchet Tetvav, 28.15, and it says, And behold, I am with you, and I will guard you in the way that you are going, and I will return you to this land, for I will not forsake you until I have done that which I uh, said to you, that which I spoke to you. So that's the uh, pasuk, which represents Hashem's commitment to Yaakov. Now, in response, Yaakov makes a vow. It's one of his responses. And he says in Pasuk Chaf, Vayidar Yaakov neder leimor, imhiyeh Elohim imadi, ushmarani baderach hazeh asher anochi holech, v'natan li lechem lechol uvegad elbosh, v'shavti v'shalom elbet aviv, haya Adonai li lelohim. So Yaakov takes a vow saying, if Hashem will be with me and guard me on this way, which I am going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, and I return in peace to the house of my father, and Hashem will be for me a God. So at first glance, this appears to be a strange reaction. God committed to protecting Yaakov, but Yaakov responds with what sounds like an ultimatum. Quote, if God will be with me, the Lord will be my God, right? So, end quote, how do we understand Yaakov's statement? Rashi and Ramban help elucidate Yaakov's response. And Rashi says, Bishalom, so what does it mean in peace? Shalem mean hachet. Shalom elmad midarche lavan. So what does it mean, Bishalom, in peace? So Rashi explains perfect from sin, or perfectly free from sin, that I will not learn from the ways of, uh, of lavan. Ramban elaborates on this a little bit in his commentary. He discusses some different ways of working out the, the meaning of, of words and, and uh, certainly presents a couple different explanations, but one of them is the following. The reason for the condition is lest the sin cause a, uh, an abrogation of the promises. And this is what's in Breshit Rabbah. Rav Huna b'shem Rav Acha. Hine anachi imach. Behold, I'll be with you. Imi hiyel himimadi. And then it continues and says, If Hashem will be with me. So how do, what do we learn from here? Elamikan she'ein haftachal tzadikim belam hazad. There are really no assurances for the righteous in this world. So it's an interesting gemara, an interesting chazal that the Ramban is bringing up. Um, but we see a principle. You know, Yaakov was not issuing in ultimatum to God, nor was he questioning whether God would keep his promise. Rather, Yaakov was concerned that he might make a significant error or a misstep, and he was concerned that as a, as a result of a critical mistake, he might no longer be worthy of God's protection. Nechama Leibowitz uh, summarizes the Ramban and this elaboration from Breshit Rabbah, and she says the following, quote, Ramban explains that the reason for the condition, that if qualification, was lest sin should intervene. And Jacob then did not, God forbid, cast doubts on the Almighty's word, displayed no lack of faith, but impunished his own ability to keep faith with him. 
perhaps as a result of his long stay at Lavan's in an alien environment, he might succumb to heathen influences. He doubted his own ability to withstand temptation. He might not ultimately prove worthy of the kindnesses promised him by God. Perhaps sin would soil him. Jacob did not cast doubts on God or his credibility, capital H, but on himself and his capacity to withstand temptation, end quote. It's a nice uh, encapsulation by, uh, by Nahama Leibowitz. Rav Hirsch elaborates on Yaakov's specific concern. Indeed, Yaakov was moving into a new environment, but he was also moving into an entirely new endeavor. His objective was to find a wife and build a household to pass on the teachings of Abraham and Yitzchak. He was entering a new situation, and he was not entirely certain how he would respond. Rav Hirsch builds off the content of Yaakov's vow. If God will be with me and guard me on this path that I'm going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to wear. So he takes those all together, and Rav Hirsch comments uh, the following. Quote, This guarding, then, cannot refer to material possessions, which he did not yet possess, but rather refers to the spiritual and moral assets he bore in himself. Indeed, these assets were endangered on this path on which he was going, precisely because he was penniless and empty-handed. To explain, ever since the gates of paradise were closed, the establishment of an independent household involves so many difficulties, hinges on circumstances and situations so complex that a person needs special help from God so as not to forfeit the whole of his better self in gaining that piece of bread. Who can count the people who were morally pure before they set out, on the path to bread and clothing, but who subsequently, for the sake of making a living and attaining social status, denied God, spurned morality, were inconsiderate of their neighbor and of his human dignity, and so on. Not for naught do our sages say that this path alludes to idol worship, immorality, murder, and evil speech. That's a quote from Breshit Rabbah 74. Thus far, Yaakov had been a dweller in tents, a Yoshev Ohalim, but now he is setting out to seek a wife and sustenance for his wife and children. The dangers involved seem to him so grave that first he prays for the preservation of his character, that he not forfeit forfeit his spiritual and moral integrity. End quote. Yaakov's attitude is remarkable. Despite being raised in the house of Yitzchak and Rivka and spending years studying as a diligent student, he was deeply worried about being influenced by Lavan. Through this narrative, we observe an aspect of the great personality of Yaakov, our forefather. Despite his learning, he made no assumption about how that learning would transfer to his experiences in the outside world. Yaakov possessed an authentic humility and personal skepticism. It is not that he lacked the confidence to operate or that he avoided lofty goals, but he did not assume he would be automatically successful. He remained on his guard, vigilant about his spiritual development. This sent- sentiment is beautifully expressed by Hillel the Sage in Pirkei Avot, uh, uh, Perik Bet, either Mishnah Dalet or Hey, Avot 2, 4, 5. Al tamin ba'atzmacha, ad yom mosecha. Don't believe in yourself until the day of your death.